Hello and welcome to Everyday Wholeness with Lori Fletcher. I so hope to come to you with encouragement and with joy and with hope, which I've learned are things that are not tied to our circumstances, but instead in the messages and person of Jesus. I hope here to tackle relevant topics of today and provide you with practical ways of feeling like you are living in a place of peace and wholeness every day. Good afternoon. This is Lori Fletcher with Everyday Wholeness, and today's topic is on divorce. And now, I'm not really sure what landed me to decide to do divorce as my very first recording, but I feel like this is an important topic. It affects over half of every American family in the entire country. And it's also part of my own testimony. So I am a divorcee, post-divorce. I married my high school sweetheart when I was 19 years old. And uh, we were both very young, very much in love. Uh, We got married very young. Uh, We had two beautiful kids. And after 10 years of marriage, um, things ended or things got really rough. Uh, I'll say because it was right before our 11 year anniversary that we actually separated and, um, pursued divorce. And for the purposes of, uh, this podcast, that's actually not what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go into my own story, but I wanted you to know that I have a firsthand encounter, firsthand experience of what I'm talking about today. What I actually want to talk about talk about today is uh, divorce in its entirety. I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about taking away the shadow or the clouds that come with the word divorce when you yourself are on the brink of that or going through that or coming out of that or if you have, what's really important here is if you have a friend or family member going through divorce, I think because it's so heavy and because it's so unique to the individuals going through it, we don't know what to do for those people who are going through it. And often if it's us, we also don't know what to do. And so The reason I picked this, I think, is because it was here that I learned everyday wholeness. It's here that I learned wholeness isn't defined by our circumstances because you can be simultaneously whole and also be going through one of the hardest seasons of your life. So I'm going to just dive in here. Um, So divorce. Uh, I am a Christian woman and... uh, for most, what I've learned, I, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, I found the Lord when I was 11 years old, and then I really gave my heart over to Him and started living for Him when I was 16. Um, in most Christian circles, um, and even not in Christian circles, divorce is something that 
is is looked down upon, I, su I suppose, um, or it feels shameful. Uh, it feels embarrassing. I know for me, I dealt with a lot of embarrassment that I was an ordained minister, um, professional registered nurse and mom uh, going through a divorce. It was just something I never thought would be part of my story. And that's where I'm going to start. If you know somebody going through a divorce or you're going through it yourself, like just know no one plans for that to be part of their story. That isn't what you're thinking on your wedding day while going down the aisle. Uh, oh, this is a great day. And I'm just looking forward to the divorce. Nobody thinks that. So first, if it's you or someone you know, have compassion on yourself or that person. Just compassion. Doesn't matter the circumstances that have brought them to the place of divorce. They need compassion during that time. So I'm going to start with uh, what the Bible says about divorce. And then I'm going to go into what to do. And this is part of my everyday wholeness. This is my practical teaching is what I'm going to go, go into it. And so part one is just going to be what divorce is, what the Bible says it is. Part two is going to be if it's you, if this is affecting you right now, here are my top three suggestions for you. And my third segment of this is going to be if you know somebody going through it. And I'm going to try to keep this about 15 or 20 minutes uh, as it is my first episode. And I know that people generally lose interest after that. So what is obviously uh, divorce? Divorce is a reality for so many. Divorce, if you don't come from a divorced home, then you at least know somebody who's been divorced or you've been divorced yourself. So where did divorce happen from a biblical standpoint? So from a biblical standpoint, Divorce, of course, was never the Lord's original intent for marriage. The original intent for marriage can be found in Genesis when the Lord created Adam and Eve, and he created Adam and Eve uh, to reproduce and to live together um, as friends, as lovers, as parents, and to live out their days together in union with him. Um, marriage, I believe, represents the Lord's love for us. Often we are identified in the Bible as his bride. And so He, how he loves us is the kind of love that he allows and gives room for in marriage. Um, it's just a very unique, a very special situation when you're married. Um, and it's a beautiful thing, even though I've been divorced, I can, I can tell you it's a beautiful thing. I believe in it. I believe in the union of a man and a woman. I believe in, uh, the, the great mystery that it is. So what, what happened when, when did we get divorced? Now, I don't know when the first divorce ever was, but I know that, in the gospels, particularly um, Matthew is the one that I like because Matthew is so detailed and he talks about divorce. Um, divorce was discussed with Jesus um, during one of those times where the Pharisees were trying to catch him. Uh, the Pharisees were funny about always trying to 
expose Jesus uh, because they didn't believe that he was the son of God. So they did everything they could always to try to trap him. (laughs) Well, in one of those times, um, they talked to him about divorce and asked him, what, what do you say about divorce? And, um, Jesus's answer was so, was so pure. Um, in Matthew 19 and eight, he says, because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted divorce. Moses permitted divorce from your wives, but from the beginning, it was, it has not been this way. It was hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. What happens when you have hardness of heart? So a lot of things happen to cause divorce. Uh, there, there are special situations um, that I'm going to address right now. And that's if you're in an abusive situation where you're physically in, in harm's way, get out, get out, get out. But for the most part, divorce is a direct result of hardness of heart. I believe that hardness of heart is the inability to feel compassion for your, the person that you're married to anymore. It's a slow fade. It happens over time. And then out of that hardness of heart usually come the things that ultimately end divorce. Um, there are things that end divorce, such as end of infidelity, uh, abuse, addictions, uh, financial destruction, uh, the list goes on and on and on, but all of those things can be tied to the hardness of heart. Your heart has to be in some kind of a hard condition to go through with any of the things that I just listed. So that's what happens. And because we often just don't know how to manage our own hearts and we don't know how to manage our own minds, uh, it's a slow fade. And eventually, some type of ir- some type of irreversible damage is done and divorce is the result. I, I don't think that Jesus is a fan of divorce, but I think that Jesus, even Jesus here shows that he has compassion for divorce. Um, I know in my situation, and I, I do believe that, that Jesus can heal all marriages. I've seen marriages come back from infidelity. I've seen marriages come back from abuse. Um, and for a long time, I questioned God, why, why did my marriage come back from the things that hardened our hearts? And although I don't have an answer for that, <laughs> I'll say, um, I'm going to go on to say that he did work all of that to the good for those who love him. He worked it all for the good. He had an even better plan beyond that marriage making it. Um, Both my ex and I have gone on to be remarried. Uh, I can't speak for him, but I can speak for my kids and I can speak for what I've seen. And what I've seen is I've seen um, some beautiful things um, happen post-divorce for us. I, I remarried and I had two, I went on to have two more babies with someone who I consider my very best friend in the world. Um, and because I knew my ex-husband so well, uh, 
I can pretty much tell when his heart is content. And I can, I can tell you that I feel like his heart is content. Um, all the things that I knew that he dreamed of when he was married to me, those dreams came true when he married his second wife. Um, and, and the Lord just did really amazing things. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of divorce. <laughs> I don't support divorce, but it needs to be talked about, I think. So I think I, all that to say, it requires the same compassion that Jesus had, whether it's you and you need to have compassion for yourself and for the person that you're divorcing, even if you're angry as angry can be, even if you're struggling with the emotions of hatred toward the person that you're divorcing, there has to be room. There has to be room for compassion because Jesus made room for it. So we have to make room for compassion over ourselves and over the person that we're divorcing or over your friend or your loved one who you know is going through a divorce. Now, I'm going to go on and talk about if it's you. If it's you, you're the one who has found yourself in this surreal situation where it is a, it, it feels like it cannot be real that you're going through this, but it's you, you're here, you're looking over the divorce paperwork, you're meeting with the lawyers, you're separated from your spouse, you're dividing up your things. If it's you, here's what I'm going to tell you to do, to live and pursue a life in wholeness and to avoid the many, many mistakes most people make when they are in the middle of a divorce. Almost immediately, find a support group. Uh, I went to a support group called Divorce Care, and I feel like the education that I received in that training saved me from so many of the pitfalls that happen when you are in the middle of this ridiculous situation that you just never thought would happen to you. Uh, immediately find a support group. Immediately start therapy. Start confiding in someone on a regular basis that you can talk to about what is going on and how you're feeling about it immediately. Make it regular, make it weekly, make it twice a week if you have to, but find someone to talk to. Find your support group. Now, I know I just said find a support group like a class or an actual structured support group, but also find your people. Find the people that you can lean on and that can handle your vulnerability. Find the people who are going to support you and not encourage your self-destruction. Find the people who are going to be honest with you. Find the people who are going to tell you, yeah, you're right. Or you know what? You're, you're not really right about that. Find those people and make those people your tribe. Um, I had a group of about three or four other women who I knew I could go to in the middle of my divorce when I needed to talk things out, even when I needed to be completely vulnerable, when I needed to say the ugly things that I didn't want to say, when I needed to say the hurtful things that I needed to say, they were such a good sounding board. And they also held me accountable for my own heart during that time. So those are the three immediate things I'm going to say if it's you I'm going through divorce. If it's someone that you love, 
it can be really difficult to navigate, like, what do they need right now? Um, and you might even find yourself saying, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Let me just tell you, that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world is when somebody says, if you need anything, let me know. What I hear when someone says that is, I don't know what to do for you, so I'm going to pat you on the back and I'm going to go to my corner where I'm comfortable because I really don't know what you need. And I, and I get it. I understand. It is difficult to know what somebody needs when they're going through this very dramatic thing and you don't know what they need. I'm going to tell you what they need as a, as a post-divorce person. A lot of times they need to go out for coffee with you. A lot of times they need you to come over and watch their kids so that they can take a nap because they're likely not sleeping well. They need you, if your friend is a runner, like I was, they need you to text them and say, hey, meet me in the morning for a run. They need you present. They need you around. Sometimes they need you to drop off groceries because they can't hold it together enough to even go to the grocery store and get their own groceries. And they're probably barely making it through their workday. Those are just some things you can do for the person that you know that is going through a divorce. They need encouragement. Um, they need, they just need your love. They just need to know that you're there. Uh, so those are the things that you do if it's, if it's your friend or if it's your sister or if it's your brother, they just need you there. They don't need you to, to post anything on Facebook. They don't need you to talk about their ex and what their ex is doing. They don't need you to send them screenshots. They just need you to be there and support them. So those are my initial thoughts on divorce. Um, and I hope that this finds somebody because it's, it is definitely odd to me that this is such a heavy subject and it's, you know, it's my first recorded podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to end on the encouraging note. There is life on the other side of divorce. There's always life on the other side. And the other quote that I'm going to give you is a Bill Johnson quote that says, Bill Johnson or Chris Volatin, I'm not sure, but says, if it's not good, God's not done with it yet. So divorce might be you watching the house that's been on fire for a really long time finally burn to the ground. But now the ground's level and there's endless possibilities for what can be rebuilt in that house's place. So those are my everyday wholeness thoughts on the hard subject of divorce. I hope I've reached you in a place where you've needed to be reached. And I hope that this was helpful for you. Have a good day.